Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Huddle Up! Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, Von Miller is either a cruel, cruel man, or he actually has somewhere in his world champion heart a desire to Come back to the Denver Broncos. What's going on with Von Miller's Instagram antics? I'm, I'm going to take him at his word because he said on Instagram, you Broncos country, I wouldn't tease y'all. And he goes, Broncos country, what's good? And he wants to swap out his jersey for a Broncos jersey going back to 58 from 40 like he has in L.A. You know, my first thought was he's negotiating through the media or through the public with uh, the Rams to get a new contract. He wants 20 a year is what I'm hearing. So, they might not be able to afford that if they have to pay Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, they have other players they want to uh, uh, keep around as well. So that was my first inkling, and I, I know I'm, I'm just like a, a pessimist because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, but apparently there could be something to it. But I just want to real quick dismiss two of the myths I think that are emerging from Broncos country about this. One because he said um, apparently he made a reference to a, a lyric in a song where he's not all about the money anymore. He's gotten paid enough. He has two rings now. He wants to do what Vaughn wants to do. It doesn't mean he's going to take like eight million bucks to come back to Denver. He's still going to cost money. And assuming the Broncos want him back because X's are X's for a reason, the other myth is that, well, they have 40 million in cap space. They have priorities on the roster. I hate to break it to you. I mean, it'd be nice to have Vaughn back for the sentimental purpose. He was great in the postseason. I don't know that I would pay him $20 million a year. When you can go draft a guy at nine and pay half of that for four years. You talk about the upside. You talk about longevity. I, I think it's a, a nostalgia move if they bring him back, but I don't know that Peyton is as nostalgic about Vaughn as Vaughn is about the Broncos. Again, they made that trade. And if you boil it down, it's so genius on Peyton's part because they were essentially paid, given second and third round draft picks for the right to re-sign Von Miller. That is great business by George Peyton. There's other options out there on the market. Maybe Chandler Jones is a little cheaper. Maybe Hassan Reddick's a little cheaper. Maybe they want to go younger and cheaper and more upside in the draft. I do not know that. They do need edge help. I think if he is reasonable, he gives the Broncos a hometown discount, there could be something there. Maybe this also is presupposing that Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver as well, and they team up on the super team. 
the other myth, real quick, and I'll serve it to you, Chad, is that, oh, he knows something about Aaron's status. He knows that Aaron's really coming to Denver and he wants to come play for him. What would Von Miller know about Aaron Rodgers' plans? Again, Aaron Rodgers is the guy who iced out his entire family and is like having it out on social media and the Pat McAfee show. Von Miller wouldn't know anything about that. This is all Von. It struck me a little odd because of how random it was. Out of nowhere, he just won a world title about, what, a month ago now? Less than a month ago? And he's on uh, social media pining to return to Denver. I like it from the Broncos' perspective, and I like it from missing Vaughn and missing 58 and, and Broncos Orange, but it just struck me as a uh, a little more of a business maneuver than I think people are uh, willing to buy into. I don't know. It just feels like a little bit of a tease, but... Hey, you know what? If you're able to land a future Hall of Fame fish like Aaron Rodgers, suddenly guys like Vaughn and pe- and players of that caliber are going to be a lot more amenable, Zach, to the idea of coming to Denver. I mean, if you think back to 2014 and that great free agent class John Elway signed two years into the Peyton Manning era in Denver, I mean, DeMarcus Ware... I won't say took pennies on the dollar of what he could have gotten elsewhere, but he took basically $10 million a year to go to Denver, chase a ring, because he could play with Peyton. If he would have just shopped the market, he probably could have got $13, 14000000 million. Bucks. And back then, I know it's only 2014, but we're talking nearly a decade ago now. That was significant. Aqib Tlaib, the deal the Broncos signed him to, was good value for the player he was and ultimately became, and the list goes on. Maybe there is something to it. I don't know. I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole. I'm trying not to uh, wear my tinfoil hat too much, but maybe, maybe there's something in the, something in the water, as they say, Zach, as far as Aaron Rodgers, maybe, 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 maybe making his decision tomorrow. And maybe that benefits the Denver Broncos. Well, you know who we talked about yesterday, and that was Bradley Chubb. And what can we expect from uh, Chubb in his fifth year? And the expect, you know, the the results and the productivity or lack of lack thereof to this point. This is a great situation where you would have loved to have Chubb be that number five overall pick and live up to hype. Because if Vaughn doesn't resign, you're still in a pretty good position, and you're not relying on going back to old faithful, going back to your ex, as it were. I want to bring up one more thing, and uh, I know I'm always in the minority with most of these takes, but that's fine. I'll live with that uh, uh, that reputation. But Cody says, is Vaughn still elite, though? And this is something real quick. I'm going to put it out there. He had a great postseason. He really did. Helps playing with Aaron Donald. Helps playing with Jalen Ramsey. He had a great postseason. He was pretty much old Vaughn Miller. I thought, and tell me if I'm wrong, Chad, okay, when he was playing for the Broncos, I think it was nine games before he was traded, I thought, I didn't want to use the word, but I used the word in my mind a couple times, and that word is washed. Just a little bit. Not completely. He has, still has gas left in the tank. I didn't see personally, and it could have been Vic Fangio, it could have been a lot of factors. I didn't see the 2015, 2016 no. Vaughn even That's in 2021. Sure. Well, if you look at, uh, he got off to a solid start last season and then kind of trailed off leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, if you look at his week's, Well, let me pull this up. Sacks. So he had two sacks in the opener, followed by another sack, another sack. So he got to four and a half sacks, Zach, by the end of week four. And then week five, shutout. Week six, shutout. Week seven, shutout. And then from there, he was a ramp. So he he started hot, fizzled, and then got traded. And then once he became a ram, for what it's worth, 
he didn't get his first sack till week 12. And he started there with the first game he appeared in with any snaps was week seven. So is he the same player from 2015? Of course not. Is he 2016 Vaughn? No. I mean, let's even look at 2018 Vaughn, Zach, where he had 14 and a half sacks. That was the last kind of top of the mountain season for Vaughn in terms of personal production. Obviously, hoisting a Lombardi last uh, season or this past season with L.A. was uh, I'm sure he'll take that every day and twice on Sunday over the stats, but he's not the same uh, guy. Now, does that alter the equation? Only in the sense, Zach, that it alters how much you're willing to throw at him financially to get him in, in to come back to Denver. But I'll tell you what, it's only a matter of time before Vaughn does come back to Denver. Uh, whether it's signing as a one year or a one day, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm retiring a Bronco laters, or maybe if he does, maybe he really wants to come back. I don't know. Maybe that's what this is about. Maybe he's not trying to play anybody. His family still, I mean, what do you know about his, uh, what, what's his boy's name? Valor, right? What did it, Valor and um, I forget the woman's name. It's not his wife yet, but didn't they stay back in Denver when he, his daddy's going to LA to win a Super Bowl, son, right? So maybe this is just him pining to to stay home and play at home where his his woman and son, you know, and his multi-million dollar uh, home reside. You know, I'm just so tired of like trying to interpret players' every moves and delving into their psyche. Aaron's done that to me. He's run me through the ringer. Um, I'm in kind of a mood to make analogies tonight, so I'll say this. I recently bought um, three Nike products, a pair of Nike slides and two Nike tank tops. I paid $80 for those three things. I thought that was a little egregious, but then I'm thinking to myself, I didn't pay necessarily for the quality. I paid for the brand. I paid for the swoosh. No trademark. Um that's what the Broncos would be doing if they paid for Von Miller. Are you paying for upside? Are you paying for quality? Are you paying for a $20 million a year pass rusher? That's what he wants. But are, Or are you paying for the Von Miller name? Are you paying to just have Von Miller back on the team and let him wear 58 again, let him come back to Denver, the whole Hollywood-type story? That's what I wonder about. And then I think to myself, well, if you're not paying for the quality, maybe you'd be more prudent. You know, maybe it'd be more practical to go through the draft. You get a younger guy. You get maybe a higher upside guy in this defense and a much cheaper guy that you can build around. I don't think Vaughn is a building block anymore. I think this could be a thing. You've mentioned it perfectly before is Dwight Freeney, a mercenary, mm -hmm. a, a formerly great Hall of Fame pass rusher that later in his career didn't really have a permanent home and bounced around, bounced around. I would love for Vaughn to come back eventually and retire a Bronco. I think that's fate accompli. That's a given. But am I going out after moving on already and I have the number nine overall pick and I have a couple young players on the roster that I'm decently excited about? Am I going to turn around after that and hand Vaughn 20 million a year? I don't know. Sam Bam in the house with a very, very generous super chat. Thank you, my friends. Great to see you. He says, evening. Even if Aaron wants to play for the Broncos, how sure are we that George Payton, one, wants Aaron Rodgers? Two, nonetheless, shells out the draft capital necessary to acquire him. Wouldn't a lot have to happen if AR chooses the Broncos? Yes, a lot would have to happen, but uh, this is something the Broncos are already primed for. Zach, you had the report last week. Broncos have already submitted trade proposals to the Green Bay Packers. It's on the desk of Brian Gutekunst. They're just waiting to hear what Aaron Rodgers says he wants to do. If Aaron comes to the Packers and says, listen, 
I'm taking my talents like LeBron did back in the day West. And I'm going to go play with Nathaniel Hackett, my favorite best bro uh, coach of all time. Let's get this done. You guys promised me that if I came back to camp last summer, that if this is what I wanted to do, you would open the way, open the way. I want to go to Denver. We already know through multiple uh, just general reporting, Zach, on a national level, plus the sources you and I have talked to, multiple Denver insiders, Aaron Rodgers, Sam Bam, has been George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett's plan A since before the 2021 campaign, at least for George anyway, concluded. It's a fate accompli that it's something, it's George Payton will seek to move mountains if Aaron says, hey, I want to be traded to Denver. It's not a matter of... Uh, if it's a matter of, all right, what's the what's it going to cost us? Let's get her done. I think we've said for a year now, since these rumors first matriculated to the public space, that it's either come back to Green Bay, retire, or if he leaves Green Bay, it's Denver. Those are the three options. It's not going to be Pittsburgh or Tennessee. It's Green Bay, Denver, or no one. But those are two big dominoes. We keep saying this as well, and why I think it's a little unlikely it remains that Rodgers will come to Denver, but those are two big dominoes that have to fall. He has to want to leave Green Bay, and Green Bay has to not succeed in bringing him back and not paying him enough. So I still think that's what's going to happen, and I'm really sick of the LeBron James, as you mentioned, level melodrama that's day in and day out. It's like, let's get on with it already, Aaron. You yeah. had six weeks. Hopefully we get resolution soon. Franchise tags are coming down. The signing period, new league year starts next week. It's pretty crazy how fast that happens. So he really, it would be just a common courtesy to the Packers, to the Broncos, and every team that's interested to let them know what he wants to do. He's still torn, he says. Uh, the Broncos are going all in. I'm working on another story right now where Peter King reported they are willing to offer the Broncos are a boatload of draft picks. He didn't specify what a boatload is and a high-level player. Didn't specify the player either. I can assume maybe Jerry Judy or Chubb, hopefully not Patrick Sertan. So the Broncos, they're ready to go. If they're ready to pull the trigger, they have the gun like this in their hand. They're just waiting to go like that. So if Green Bay wants to move on and Aaron wants to move on, he's coming to Denver. But those two prerequisites are major right now. Mike Reno, appreciate you, my friend. He says, I think now that Fangio is gone, Vaughn would be happy to come back. But I kind of agree with Zach as well. I think Vaughn, look, if there's any, if I have misinterpreted the Vaughn situation on any level, Zach, it's that emotional. We talked about this, like when, if, if your girlfriend breaks up with you or your boyfriend breaks up with you, whatever, even if you felt like they were right or that it was time and it was inconvenient, but it's for the best, you're going to have that feeling of rejection, right? And it's going to predominate uh, your emotional we'll say the emotional scope with which you view that situation. Now the Broncos traded Von Miller all of a sudden, right? Von was surprised when he got a tap on the shoulder that said, Hey, George wants to see you upstairs. And he goes upstairs and George says, Von, we're trading you. And it was like that knock, uh, hard knocks. Um, I almost said knocked up like the uh, Seth Rogen move, like the hard rock, hard rocks, hard knocks clip. Right. Uh, what was the, I got to call my grandma. Um, Oh, uh, I just the cornerback. Yeah, what's his name? Miami. Uh, Judas Priest. Anyway, it's going to bother me. But that shock, right, that was on his face, you'll think of it while I'm talking here. 
Um, and Scott's probably Googling it as we speak, but it's a similar thing. Vaughn went through that, and we know that that was real because when he was put in front of a microphone or captured, I, I shouldn't say put in front because he had to be basically cornered. He was in a car driving, leaving the facility, Zach. Hey, Vaughn, all the media scrum, right? Can you roll down your window? Gets a couple of words in, and he's verklempt. He's close to overcome. Later, he gets home, turns on his camera, films like a 12-minute video for his YouTube channel, in which, again, the emotional um, tones of being rejected come through and the shock of it. So as I ramble a little bit on this subject, what I'm getting to is maybe I misinterpreted that in terms of it being as meaningful to Vaughn as maybe it would be to me. Maybe George really did have a wink, wink, nod, nod type of understanding with Vaughn in that, hey, Vaughn, we're not going anywhere this year. Let's face it. I'm going to trade you. You're going to be a free agent after this year. We all we all know this. I'm going to go give you a chance to go get a ring, a great chance to go get a ring. We're going to get a couple of great draft picks, and then you come on back. We'll, we'll feed you. We'll take care of you. We'll get you that paycheck. Maybe. I doubt it was quite that uh, laid out with that much forethought, Zach, but perhaps that relationship, bottom line, what I'm getting at here between Vaughn and, and Peyton, maybe there is n- uh, nothing to to really repair, so to speak. Well, you know what Vaughn was doing a couple months after, a few months after he uh, had that car side chat with Broncos media for the last time and was so overcome. He was doing this with a Lombardi trophy. So to use your analogy, be like an, a f- breaking up with a four and then landing with an eight. I think this thing goes away after a while because you upgraded, and that's what Vaughn did. Point blank, period. The Rams won a Super Bowl. The Broncos haven't been to the playoffs since Vaughn ho- hoisted that trophy for Denver. I'm not poo-pooing Von Miller. You know, I was sad as well when the Broncos traded him. I thought, you know, um, I didn't think they would do it. But am I paying that guy $20 million? I would have no problem Von coming back on a one-year deal, $9 million, $10 million bucks, whatever, $11 million. But I'm not going to bring him back solely because he's Von Miller. I'm not going to hand him $20 million a year because he w- wants to wear number 58 again. It's It's a business. And I keep saying this over and over, and you got to get younger. It's better to get rid of a player a year too soon than a year too late. I'm going full Bell Belichick right now because he's right. That's a young man's business. I think he has some gas left in the tank, Vaughn, but is he a foundational player? And if he's not, I'm not handing a non-foundational player $20 million a year. Am I wrong? $20 million? No, I'm not paying Von Miller $20 million bucks. I mean, again, we, I just went through the game logs for him. He disappeared. And that's been the problem. Look, with pass rushers, the even the best of all time, like Vaughn, like in his peak prime, they tr- like the big impact plays, the big sacks, the strips, they often would come in bunches. And that's just the way it goes. Uh, guys get into a groove, the right situation, the stars align, all this stuff. Vaughn, the last two full seasons, he's been healthy for or available for them. Not two full, the last two seasons, he's been healthy. Uh, so dating it, Zach, back to his first season with Fangio 2020, in which he played all but one game, uh, or pardon me, 2019, uh, for Vic Fangio. Didn't even get to double digit sacks, right? And people were saying, ah, oh, Vaughn's lost his, lost a step, you know, he's got, gotten long in the tooth, a few too many grays in his beard, etc." cetera. And we're like, no, give him a chance. It was the first year in the scheme. Uh, Bradley Chubb got hurt early in that season. It was just kind of a weird year. And then he gets hurt the next year. 
Well, then he comes back and he starts hot, as we talked about just a few minutes ago, four and a half sacks out of the gates in the first quarter of the season and then disappears in the second quarter of the season. So if you're going to pay someone $20 million, Zach, you can't disappear in the most. And it's not like he did nothing else. I mean, Vaughn still to this day has been and is one of the most underrated edge-setting, run-defending edge defenders, rush linebackers in the NFL. So he was always providing that value, but that's not what he gets paid the big bucks for. What Vaughn gets paid the big bucks for is go get after that quarterback and, and make game affecting plays. Nash, the fifth, <laughs> what's going on, big dog. Thank you for that super chat. My friend, he says, as great as it would be to see Vaughn back, I think the Broncos would be better off drafting a young guy to get after the quarterback. Speaking of, what are your thoughts on Caleb Elby? He didn't look too bad at the combine. Uh, indeed, we're kind of a, shifting gears here from edge rusher to Caleb Ellaby, but intriguing young quarterback. Yeah, but not obviously not a franchise guy. He's uh, probably a backup at best long-term and uh, interesting guy to maybe kick the tires on. But if I'm swinging for a quarterback in this draft class, if I don't get Aaron Rodgers or whatever, I'm going after a high-level guy. And Malik Willis, I think, is the quarterback one in this class. But there's Matt Corral, there's Carson Strong, Sam Howell, yada, yada, yada. Um, I agree with you, Nash, and I know it might be unpopular to say maybe go for a younger guy, maybe go for a cheaper guy. And I was thinking in my head as you were talking, Chad, um, would you rather have Vaughn back, let's say, not even for 20, let's say you get Vaughn back for one year for $15 million, or would you rather have Hassan Reddick, for example, two years, $12 million? You got to factor in the long term. You got to factor in someone you can relatively build around and, and maybe – Maybe Vaughn isn't that guy anymore. And the again, the nostalgia and the name Von Miller and not taking anything away. He's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot for a reason. Love the guy. But it's I saw someone in the comments say, I think he's trying to squeeze as much as he can from the Rams. I tend to also have that viewpoint. So Ellaby, though, for what it's worth, uh, you know, he had a solid last season at Western Michigan. He produced in 13 games, 3,200 passing yards, 23 tutties to just six picks. He had a great QB rating, 157.2. I think he helped his draft stock. He's only 6'1", though. <clears throat> um, I think he helped his draft stock, Zach, at the at the combine, but he's going to end up being more of a best, best probably bet for him would be late day two, probably a day three pick. Kayaka in the hizzy. This man is a legend. He's going to come back and grace us with his presence on the show in the not-too-distant future. We're trying to work that out now. But, Zach, he's dropping a very generous super chat, and it's a symbolic one. 58 for the, for the man, the myth, the legend, Von Miller. We've been talking about this entire episode. And Kayaka, dude, in our hearts, you're on that level, big dog. If you gaze up through the clouds, MHH Mount Rushmore, superstars, Kayaka, right up there, dude. Scheme of the last three years, says Kayaka, has a lot to do with Vaughn's stats. Let me remind you, Fangio had Vaughn dropping back in coverage more than any other coach, a scheme that rarely blitzed and tried to get home with four only. Ajiro Evero is aggressive. Watch Vaughn thrive again. I think there's something to that. Vaughn, for whatever reason, was not a fit for Fangio's scheme. And when Fangio stood up here day one in his intro hello press conference, Zach, and said, I think, you know, the implication being in my scheme, Vaughn can be even better. It's like, okay, you throw an underhanded compliment at this team's, the face of this team, 
And uh, you better back that up. Never really came out in the wash. And this is coming, Zach, on the heels of Vaughn's last truly prolific individual season in which he produced 14 and a half sacks the year prior alongside Bradley Chubb, who also threw down 12 himself. So they get to 26 and a half sacks as a duo. Love to see that again. Maybe Ejiro's or Evero, uh, Ejiro Evero is the guy that can, uh, you know, bring that back, so to speak, that 2018 version. But again, it comes down to at what price, at what's Von Miller worth at this age. And after all he's accomplished and all the water under the bridge between him and the Broncos, it's, it's a valid question. And I'm not certain I know the answer. So are we to deduce that Vance Joseph is a better defensive mind than Vic Fangio? Wow. Never thought I'd see the day. Hey, Aka, uh, thank you so much. Obviously, you know how we feel about you. You are the man. You are amazing. Thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, I, there's, there is something to what you said, and I think uh, the change of scheme in, in Denver, at least, would serve on better. Evero will be aggressive. He'll believe in sending blitzers after the quarterback like any other defense in 2022. But if you, and this is why I use the W word washed when it came to Vaughn, when I was watching the regular season play of him after he got to LA, and I understand the scheme adjustment, whatever team adjustment, he wasn't making those same Vaughn game-changing plays. He turned that on in the postseason, and I think he's trying to ride that wave of postseason success into a huge contract. Not unlike what he did after SB50, by the way. So again, there is something there. I think he would get 10 sacks or so at a minimum at a floor, but is he getting you 18, 19, 20 sacks? Is he winning you games and championships? And is he doing that for 20 million a year? It comes down to money. 15 is the most I'd pay Vaughn to come back. Maybe I'm in the minority as usual. Well, and the Broncos are in a favorable situation cap wise. Now that's going to get flipped on its ear. And thank you, Jose. Appreciate you. He says that being said, he agrees with, with uh, Zach saying Vaughn looked kind of washed. That said, if A-Rod comes to Denver, I could see Peyton bringing back Vaughn, bringing in a Chandler Jones, and possibly signing a Teran Matthew to pair with Simmons all in. Well, you're going to run out of money quick. Look, on this podcast, we like to uh, emphasize that the salary cap is mumbo-jumbo voodoo, and it can be massaged, manipulated to the nth degree, but there's got to be a limit to that because you're bringing Aaron Rodgers in, Zach. It's going to be... 45 million bucks. Now, is that all going to count on this year's cap? No, you're going to structure a new deal for Aaron Rodgers that kicks uh, that liability on the cap anyway, down the road, two, three, four years, even depending on the term of the deal. But let's say at worst, I mean, I, we could pull up his last contract and see what kind of the way the Packers um, structured it for their cap, you know, arithmetic, but you got to figure it's probably going to at, at minimum Zach, it would consume half of the cap space the Broncos currently have, bringing bringing Vaughn that or uh, Aaron Rodgers to Denver, and still that's a big if. So then you're left with maybe 15 to 18 million bucks. Do you want to carve out 15 of that to Von Miller? You do need edge help. That's the number one. Once you solve quarterback, that becomes your number one need and priority. Zach is is fixing edge, filling the holes anyway because. If Bradley Chubb's healthy, I agree with George Payton that he can provide you a Pro Bowl-level edge-rushing presence. But who's on the other side of it? Malik Reed? I mean, we reached the point of diminishing returns on on Malik um, last year. I mean, we saw that finally kind of those chickens come home to roost. Jonathan Cooper, look, maybe he's one of those guys, Zach, that develops and you see him pop in year two. But as a seventh-round pick, you can't hang your hat on that. You can't plan 
around that. So you do need an edge guy, but what would Vaughn be worth to you at this stage in his career? You know, I, I have two um, uh, trains of thought on this one topic. I could definitely see George Payton building a super team that can compete right away for a Super Bowl uh, if they do land Aaron. So they would go all in, kind of like what the Rams did with OBJ and, and Vaughn. F them picks, F the capital, F the salary cap. That's what George Payton would say to all this because he wants to win a title. So I could see that happening. But if you bring in Vaughn Miller, you're not going to get Chandler Jones. You might not even get Tyron Matthew. You might not even get a bunch of other free agents because let's not forget the Broncos are paying a fully guaranteed $14 million into Bradley Chubb. We made the comparison earlier. He would he was supposed to get the torch from Von Miller, didn't really work out as planned, and now he's kind of trying to salvage his career on his fifth-year option with the Broncos. They can't load that much resource to one position, especially when that resource would be tied into a plus 30-year-old and also a guy who hasn't lived up to his draft pedigree. It's one or the other. I would have no problem, actually, if Chandler Jones would take 10-11 to go after him, or I mentioned Hassan Reddick, if and only if Vaughn is asking too much. So it's, it's a tricky situation, but it's going to be either or. And if you get Aaron, it really limits what you can do. Because salary cap, for the most part, is a myth. But uh, it's not uh, not real. You know, It actually exists, but you can also do a lot of things to maneuver around it. George Payton would do that. But to tie your hopes, first of all, on getting Aaron, that's a, that's a large proposition. Cody, uh, appreciate you, my friend. He's like, hey, if I'll take a team-friendly deal, great, but there's faster, younger out there. I feel like we're playing down Vaughn a little too much on this podcast. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about Vaughn Miller, right? Arguably the greatest edge rusher of his era. I mean, who's been better than Vaughn since 2011 as an edge guy? J.J. Watt doesn't count. He's a D-line guy. He's an interior guy technically, even though he's – you know, stacking as many sacks as the next guy. Same with Aaron Donald. He's an interior guy. Khalil Mack would probably be the only guy you could really point to as a true rival to Vaughn in that era. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he a 2014 pick, if I if, if I can remember right? Vaughn is great, but father time remains undefeated. So you have to, and you know, it's an emotional thing. Vaughn Miller's so important in the lore and legends of Broncos country. But at the same time, you have to view this scenario with a pragmatic lens and not get too out over your skis. Travis Weber, big T in the house. Good to see you, bro. He says, a business deal or not? And yes, money talks. Uh, but as a fan, I'd love to see Vaughn come home. And also, yes, a pipe dream. But Vaughn and Rogers in Denver. Peyton has shown us he's a wizard in the draft. Let's see him do his magic in free agency and trade. And if it doesn't happen, no shame. Go Broncos. You know what? I could see Vaughn taking Penny's relative, kind of like DeMarcus in 2014. Penny's on the dollar to come back to Denver if Aaron Rodgers comes and plays here. Now, what does that look like? Well, if he's, as you mentioned, Zach, seeking 20 million Vaughn Miller out there on his next deal, um, I could see him saying, oh, I'll take half of that, you know, come play. Because you're guaranteed playoffs. And then you get home field advantage in the Mile High City We've seen how that favors the Denver Broncos uh, in the his, throughout history. Here's the thing, though. What if he would take 10 for Denver, but some team comes along and offers him 20? Is he really going to turn that down? And also, even if he does, you have to wonder. Again, I'm not poo-pooing the, the potential remarriage, the second marriage with the Broncos and Von Miller. I mean, I, I would like to see it happen at a reasonable cost. But then let's say you get him for 12, 13, 15. What is Von's motivation? 
except for wearing 58 again and playing in Denver again and eventually retiring a Bronco. He won his second championship. I mean, he's made more money than he'll ever need. I just plus 30 year old guy who, who was evident. More people agree with me than I thought that he looked a little over the hill, just a little bit in the regular season last year. And those are the type of guys that you don't pay foundational money to all I'm saying, you know, Scott brings up a good point. He was brought to LA, not for week seven through, well, let's see here. Not from week nine uh, through week 17. He was brought to LA for the playoffs. And what did he do in the playoffs? Because he was very, in my opinion, unimpressive. The first quarter of the season he was in LA, unimpressive. Second quarter of the season, one, two, three, four, or the final quarter, pardon me. One, two, three, four, five sacks. So he finished the 17-game season in which he appeared in 15 of them. Uh, with nine and a half sacks, but in the playoffs, Zach, when the chips were down and the lights were brightest and the stage was biggest, he produced one sack in the first playoff game, one sack in the second, was shut out in the NFC title game sack-wise, and then two big-time sacks in the Super Bowl. So, you know, that's valuable. Guys that that turn it on when the when it matters most, when the chips are down, the problem is, for too long, man, post-Super Bowl 50, the Broncos were in a lot of close games down the stretch, especially of you know in, in games down the stretch, meaning, hey, the chips are down. This is where this game is going to be decided. Even in the in, even in the VJ era, uh, and you're like, all right, this is where we need Vaughn to make a Vaughn play, right? And they just never came. Never is an absolute. I shouldn't use an absolute. You didn't see them come as often as it did in the days of yore. And that's for me where I start going, all right, so what's he really worth then? What's he really worth? It's tough to deduce. I don't know. That's, you know, if he really wants to come back to Denver, that's something that uh, George Payton will have to approach with, again, that pragmatic black and white eye. And that's the kind of thinker, the kind of analyst and evaluator George Payton is. Sam Bam, appreciate you, bro. Don't think Vaughn is coming back. One, George Payton probably felt he was on the decline. And two, he didn't want to pass up the draft pick return and three three points this time love it dude wanted to let vaughn compete for another super bowl that was just the that was just the icing on the cake he was just lucky enough that you know the team that was probably offering him the most or close to anyway was uh you know a super bowl favorite but i digress well here's the problem the rams might have paid vaughn for the postseason but if the broncos were paying von miller 15 million bucks they're paying him for weeks one through 18 and preferably longer than that. They're paying him to be a full-time game-changing player. And I just wonder for that money, will he return to pass Vaughn levels? Will he carry over this postseason to the next regular season? I have my doubts about every player. I would have my doubts about Aaron Donald next year being as dominant as he was. You always wonder about the fall off after a great postseason run, hoisting that Lombardi trophy and, and, and reaching the top of the NFL mountain. If it's reasonable, I would really like to have Vaughn back, but right. It's not reasonable. I would have to think twice. And that has to be defined, you know, and uh, I guess we should probably start, you know, turning our minds toward defining that because as you mentioned, free agency, the new league year, it is right around the corner. I mean, we can almost reach out and touch that. Uh, by the way, shout out to everybody on Facebook, all of our great superstar supporters. We're trying to get to 250,000 stars again in the month of March. When we do, we're going to raffle off a Denver Broncos jersey of the winners choosing. And the only people in the running for that raffle, you guessed it, those who contributed 
to the goal. And we're at 21%, Zach. So seven days into March, we're sitting pretty solid, I think. And if we were to do the raffle today, let me tell you who'd have the most tickets in the hat. This month right now starts with Michael Ronquillo at the very top. Surprise, surprise. Big T Weber, Jacob Foster, Travis Tarbox, Mark Schrader, Andrew Baker, Pete Middleton, Phil McLaughlin, Lawrence Rivera, GLP round out the top 10, but a couple star names like Jermaine, David Wilder, Pat Havener, Miguel Colby. So just an FYI, Savage Boy Kev jumping in on Twitch. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, I say we run it back with Drew. It saves money and draft capital. Bring back Von Miller, sign Demarcus Lawrence, trade back into the first, draft Sauce Gardner, a QB day two or three, and stack up on the O-line. That's my dream. Hey, put the Xbox controller down. Put it down, Savage Boy Kev. Madden, you're, you're going too far down the rabbit hole, my dog. But listen, I'm just busting your cojones. You know this. You know I love you, Kev. Uh, look, how do you bring back Vaughn and sign Demarcus Lawrence? I don't know. I mean, the Broncos have some cap space, but I don't know. I think you'd have to pick one of those two guys. But uh, the prospect, Zach, of saying, to heck with Aaron Rodgers, run it back with Drew. If this was uh, 2020, Zach, or 20, even beginning, no, not 2021. If this was 2020, you could maybe talk me into that in terms of turning off even the notion of Aaron Rodgers. But we've been down this path so long now. Six years of missing the playoffs for your Denver Broncos. When you make that trade, suddenly Zach, boom, you're you're in the playoffs, dude. Like it's a near guarantee. If Aaron Rodgers is upright, you're in the playoffs. I think this is one of the rare occasions where playing Madden would actually net you better results. You know, you're actually making the team worse in the situation. You know, I, I have a lot of love for you, Kev. I appreciate all the interaction we've had, but you're pinning the season on Drew Locke. And a day two quarterback, day three quarterback, what are you saving the capital for? And you're going to bring in Vaughn, who is, we've talked about his age, but you're going to also bring in Demarcus Lawrence, who if he's cut, didn't live up to a $100 million contract in Dallas. Trust me when I say, I don't think you want Demarcus Lawrence playing on your team on a full-time starting salary. I think he has... Jadeveon Clowney issues where he got paid and he takes some plays off. You wonder about his work ethic. You wonder about his upside. You wonder about his longevity. He's been really banged up injury wise as well. No, I could see Vaughn coming back because he was healthy in 2021, but bringing in Demarcus Lawrence too, and then trading up in the draft for a cornerback when you're screaming for more edge help, right tackle help. You can use an inside linebacker. You can use a safety. I don't know about that one though. Uh, we got one here from Jeremy. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, he says, what's up, fellas? I'm ready for the draft. Troy Anderson is an interesting prospect at linebacker. Yeah, he is. This is a very deep linebacker class, and I hope you guys have been keeping up with what's going on at the Combine by reading Eric Trickle's Finding Broncos series. If you've missed any of those, just go to milehighhuddle.com, click on Draft at the top menu, and uh, catch up on all that stuff. But it's a very, very deep uh inside linebacker class, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Broncos manage to partake of that and help this team uh, bolster that position. Zach, we're at 41 minutes. We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. I want to really quick, I'm scrolling down here. I want to see if we missed, uh, we've got Travis Tarbox in the house. What's going on, big dog? 
He says, uh, evening priests and Broncos country. I came in a little late. Finally getting back after my fitness goals. Hey, dude, you stay committed. You stay on that. That's great. Justin Martin, thank you for that very generous super chat, my dog. He says, hey, guys, do you think Chris Jones, he of the uh, can't be contained at the combine running the 40 fame, could he be a possibility, Zach? I don't know. I don't usually draft guys strictly off uh... – off speed or any, any one. Um, well, Chris Jones, I'm talking about, he's, right, Justin, you're talking about the Kansas city dude. Remember his little snafu when he ran the 40 at the NFL combine, when he came out a few years back. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, it's a super common name. I didn't think he was a possibility at Sweet. all. Chris Jones. I don't, I thought he's under contract for like four more years in uh, Kansas city, but cannot uh, be contained. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to derail the conversation, but it's a funny, it's, it was funny, dude. What, what are you going to do? Now that my brain's back on defensive tackles, I would look for maybe Akeem Hicks in free agency if they want to go that route. But, you know, in an Evero defense, I really want to see what uh, Draymond Jones can do. I really want to see what Shelby can do after getting paid in this defense. They have some young players on the roster that Vic Fangio for more or less neglected. And I want to see what Evero can do with them. Uh, but a guy like Akeem Hicks, if you're looking for a defensive tackle, I think he can make, uh, make some sense as well. Besides, didn't Kansas City just pay Chris Jones last year, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, hold on, let me look here. Yeah, so this is from over the cap. Um, where's the little? There it is. Chris Jones signed a four-year, eighty million dollar deal. Oh, it was it was the year prior with the Chiefs on July fourteenth, twenty twenty. His actual cap hits uh, in twenty twenty two. It's a twenty nine million dollar cap number, and twenty seven million next year. So. Lots of dead money. They they basically they're they're tied. So unless they were interested in trading Chris Jones, but even if they trade him, they're already on the hook, Zach, for so much dead money that you know you're in for a diamond for a dollar. But who wouldn't love to see Chris Jones in Denver? I mean, he's a he's right up there with the Aaron Donalds in terms of the best interior guys in the NFL. But he's not coming to Denver anytime soon. See, I think Aaron Donald is like ten times the player Chris Jones is on a consistent snap by snap basis uh chris jones it, is really good in flashes and he can disappear it might be a product of the kansas city defense but i think he's a tad overpaid of course he'd look good in this broncos defense but again you have some solid young players already on the roster you can bring in a mid-tier free agent and shore up that position that way but i don't think chris jones is a trade possibility all right uh phil appreciate you my friend thank you for those stars it means a lot helping keep the lights on here at mhh Andrew Baker is as well. He says Hackett loves the run game. So with Javante Williams and maybe a Malik Willis, like a like a um, Lamar Jackson would be clutch. Play action would be sick as well. Yeah, I mean, so many of those dominoes, you know, your brain then falls into a kind of foreseeing a, a possible pattern once the first one actually falls one way or another, and that's Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers removes himself from the board for the Broncos and says, I'm retiring or I'm going to stick with the Green Bay Packers, then we can start thinking about, hey, Malik Willis at pick nine or maybe not at pick nine, but maybe you take an edge at nine or offensive tackle and then you trade one of those two second-round picks and one of those two third-round picks to move back up and get a Malik depending on you know, if he's falling and whatnot. All of a sudden, those things become – much more real in terms of plausible outcomes, but we're all tired guys. We're there with you. We're tired of feeling like we're being held hostage here 
by Aaron Rodgers. And whatever goodwill this man has engendered in Broncos country, uh, just by virtue of the possibility of him landing here, he's starting to burn it up because people are tired of this, man. You're going to push it all the way to the beginning of the new league year. I mean, at least with Joe Flacco, dude, we knew there was a deal done in January. They couldn't consummate it till the new league year opened. But come on, Rodgers, what the heck, dude? Let's go. Enough. It needs to be tomorrow. Everything I'm reading about Malik Willis, though, continues to be so impressive. I mean, he had a tremendous combine behind the scenes. I know he didn't run and he didn't do some drills, but uh, he showed off his dual threat ability, and he really wowed teams behind the scenes in his interviews. He met with the Broncos. He is going to be the first quarterback off the board, and uh, he might go in the top eight. He might go before Denver. I don't know if they'll trade up for him, but uh, he's legit uh, top 15 draft pick right now. But, yeah, the Aaron fatigue is setting in, just like the Drew Locke fatigue set in and the Teddy fatigue sets in uh, last year, or the Case Keenum fatigue, Joe Flacco fatigue, whenever, whenever we talk about the same player and that player as a quarterback over and over and over and over without much progress one way or the other, it just becomes uh, an echo chamber. I hope Aaron finally just lets the public know and be bequeaths all of the uh, knowledge onto us, what he wants to do. Just let it be soon, please. I can't take it anymore. I can't either. I can't either. I mean, we've run out of angles to explore on this, and yet it's still front of brain because we know the entire operation for the Denver Broncos is basically in limbo, just like us, waiting to find out. Travis says, Tarbox, other than Vaughn, who do you guys think would be a big help for the Broncos in free agency, cost included? Uh, there's a few decent options. Depends on if you're talking about edge. There's a few guys there. Zach, you like Randy Gregory. Um, I don't know what you think this cat would cost, but there are a few mercenary types. I mean, you could go get a Jadeveon Clowney. You could go get an Emmanuel Ogba. You could go get a, is it Bud Dupree, I think, is also out there. I mean, there's guys like that. Melvin Ingram is out there. You can get these one- or two-year Band-Aid mercenary types, throw five, eight million bucks at them, and, and they'll come and give you somewhere around eight to 12 sacks in a perfect world, but the NFL rarely presents perfect conditions, right? Yeah, I want to piggyback on onto this uh, super by Justin four ninety nine. Thank you, Justin. Uh, he meant Chandler Jones, not Chris Jones. So that that all all that conversation about Chris is off for naught now. But Chandler and I want to just drop this uh, article I wrote recently. Uh, five free agents the Broncos could sign. High profile guys. I don't know if it's in a send or not because my internet's pretty trash. But uh, okay, there it went. Chandler Jones is on that list. And you talk about consistency. This is a guy, except for 2020, who's had at least 10 sacks, I think dating back to 2015. He's been, he was a demon in, in Arizona. He's good against the run. He ranked positively according to pro football focus in both categories. I think he'd come a little cheaper than Vaughn. He's also up there in age. So that's worth factoring as well. Uh, it's just an alternative. I like Hassan Reddick a lot as well. There's Randy Gregory. If you want to go out and get an edge guy, I'm not touching Clowney. I'm not touching um, Bud Dupree. Harold Landry's out there as well, but I think he's staying with Tennessee. Ogba, I think, is staying in Miami. There are some guys that I'd be willing to throw some money at, and Chandler Jones or Hassan Reddick, for that matter, tops the list. Definitely interesting guys. And Chandler Jones, man, he's underrated. And it's, it's kind of surprising how underrated he is because – he just produces and he gets accolades and yet no one really talks about him as that next level. You know, if you want to actually throw up a true Vaughn rival for the most dominant productive edge rusher of the era, this guy's right up there in terms of production. Like he is right up there, dude. Um, but guys go read that article from Zach. It's good stuff. Colby triple C in the house. Thank you, buddy. 
And look who it is. The great Ron Dub. Haven't even Cena. read the super yet. I already know it's going to be a great question. Yes, indeed. With this, we can anticipate. Great to see you, bro. Thank you. He says, hey, guys, which in-house free agents, one on offense, one on defense, would help the Broncos the most this year? Which offensive player is the best fit for Hackett's scheme? Um, and which player will have a breakout year in said scheme? So, Agreed. Ron, you're Zach, great. I'll, I'll tell you offense. Which one would help the Broncos the most this year of their current free agents? It would be a toss-up between – no, it would be Melvin Gordon and then maybe Bobby Massey, one of those two guys in terms of helping. I could be convinced uh, that it's Bobby Massey, but Melvin Gordon, look, they're ready to pass the torch to Pookie. They have no compunction about saying, you're the bell cow, go forth and you know produce wonders. But if you can get Melvin Gordon back on the relative cheap, not talking anything close to the $8 million he brought home per year these past two seasons, but offense, he could really help you in the wide zone. I'm telling you, that dude could produce for Nathaniel Hackett, who you got on defense. Those are my two on offense, so I definitely agree with that. Defense, obviously, you're looking to bring back some combination of inside linebackers. Josie Jewell wants to come back. The Broncos want him back. They also have A.J. and uh, Kenny Young out there. So uh, I would bring maybe two of those guys, definitely uh, one. I'm not the biggest Josie guy. I wouldn't have a problem bringing back uh, A.J. or uh, Jewell – or, uh, excuse me, or Young. Um I would I I want to say because the Broncos also no one's talking about this by the way because they have two outside guys they need a slot guy they don't have that anymore because uh, Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan are both gone they're both free agents I would they did bring back a saying Bassey for what it's worth I don't know about the saying Bassey I would say resign Callahan but you just can't count on him he's so good when he's on the field he is legitimately all pro caliber he just can't stay on the field that damn foot man if I can donate my foot to Bryce Callahan I would definitely do it uh Jacob thank you for those big time stars and David Wilder you too buddy thank you Jacob so so generous of you my friend um before we uh grab Colby one last thing Gordon, to me, would be the best offensive player, original Bronco, free agent, that would be the best fit for Hackett's scheme. Which player will have a breakout year? Oh, current player. So which offensive player currently under contract, Zach, is the best fit for Hackett's scheme, in your opinion? Because I think, honestly, it might sound like hyperbole, but Drew Locke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And then which player could have a breakout year in the said scheme? If they devolve back to Drew as an option, it would be him or Pookie. Uh, breakout, can you really say Cortland? Because he's already broken out. Uh, mm, no offense. Yes, 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 yes. I don't. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, 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 no. But great why, question, bro. Why I think that is because they made such chicken salad out of chicken manure in Green Bay with their pass catchers. They didn't have all pro talents behind Devontae Adams for the most part, and. What I like about Hackett is obvious, but also people forget Outen, the new coordinator, was the tight ends coach in Green Bay. That's his specialty. So Noah didn't get a fair shake in the Pat Shermer scheme. No one really did. He was being just uh, marginalized under Pat Shermer. He's going to be empowered under Hackett and Outen. So yeah, breakout candidate for sure is either Noah or Alberto, quite frankly. Uh, Michael, appreciate this. And also Michael brought up um, something in case you guys missed it. Kenneth Booker who is, uh, you know, he's had a career in the Army, 
and uh, he's had some great developments in his career. He's been working part-time, started as a Super Chat superstar. He was so good at adding conversation to each and every podcast that we said, hey, can you write? Let's check you out, dude. He sent us in a writing sample. Turns out he had chops, and for at least the last year, he's been uh, on staff as a as a uh, paid analyst and writer. Well, he's having to say goodbye for now to focus entirely all his efforts on his new Army gig. And so we wish him the best. Happy trails. He knows he's always going to have a home with us, but we love Kenneth Booker, KB, Kenny B. However, the man, the myth, many, many monikers does Kenny have. But uh, yes, we love him. We appreciate him, and especially his service in the Army. Kenneth Booker, legend here at MHH. What a great guy, too. Uh, honestly, just interacting with Kenny, he really is just a great individual, and uh, I wish him the best. He'll always be MHH. You know, he'll always be part of the squad, and uh, I just want to say echo that as well. Thank you again, Kenny, for your service. Continued service. All right, guys. We're about out of time, so we got to kind of rapid-fire these last few supers here. Um, Travis says, I'm obviously big on Malik Willis, but if we don't get him, I'm good with a Desmond Ritter also. They're both high-character guys, and I think they're both leaders. They're definitely both high-character guys. In fact, they could end up being the two best quarterbacks in this class when it's viewed in retrospect down the road. Uh, Nathan, good to see you, bro. Thank you, buddy. Do you think Amari Cooper comes back to the AFC West? Zach, what do you think? You've covered the Cowboys for a couple of years. Uh, well, he's not coming to the Broncos, so we can rule them out. Uh, I don't think the Raiders – I don't really know. I mean, uh, they – they're decent. Maybe they go after him, but if the Chargers somehow lose Mike Williams, that's a perfect possession guy, uh, route running maven for Justin Herbert. So I can definitely see LA throwing some money at Amari, but his market, from what I hear, is not all that popping right now. He's going to be cut because he's underperforming on his current contract. As Jerry Jones said, in other words, $20 million a year wide receiver wasn't making $20 million a year wide receiver plays. So whoever takes him on, maybe Kansas City to uh, pair him with Tyree Kill and uh, Travis Kelsey, that could work. But it's a, it's a roll of the dice. Sometimes the truth hurteth, all right? Sometimes it hurts. Um, okay, let's see. We've got uh, Travis Weber. Great show tonight, as always. Thank you, buddy. Don't forget to throw up the likes. He's reminding everybody, hit the like button. Smash it, baby. Smash it. Let's go. Najel Toff in the house. What's good, big dog? Appreciate that very generous super chat. He says, hey, bros, hope all is well. Appreciate you, bros. Go Broncos. Not as much as we appreciate you, my friend. And by the way, you should have gotten a a care package by now. Uh, Shoot me an email and confirm on that, will you? Nash the fifth with another super. Thank you, bro. Seriously. Thank you. Great show. He says Denver has the best fans, and I'm hoping we can start getting some of that mile high magic back this year. Amen. From your lips to the years of the football gods. JJ also throwing down with a super, you demand. Just love, just love, guys. Uh, BFL. I think he means DFL, right? No? BFL. Maybe he's missing the D, Denver Broncos for life. That's got to be it. JJ, you demand. You demand. Appreciate you. Um, Phil, wondering how you think, how high you think Equanu will, um, how do you say his name? I always butcher it, but will go probably top three, right? I mean, probably. I don't think he'll be there for the Broncos. Do you? No, I think he's going top five. Evan Neal could go before him, and uh, Hutchinson will be in the mix for the first or second pick, but uh, uh, he's not going to go anywhere near. uh, He he just looked dang good, too, at the combine, for what it's worth. 
Um, okay. Soren Lundgren jumping in with a super chat. That's a newer name. So welcome to the manger homes and make sure you connect on Twitter. Thank you very much. He says, I'd love to see an upgrade at the center or guard position. I'd love to see a sign of Brandon Scherf at guard or Ryan Jensen. Any thoughts? Well, I would love to see either one of those options too. And it'll be interesting to see if the Broncos do pursue any of the higher profile uh, interior guys. But you also just brought back Graham Glasgow on a cheaper deal. He renegotiated. I'd put him at center. I'd sit down Lloyd Cushenberry. I'd I'd get my money's worth out of Graham by playing him at center. And I got Grant or I got a uh, uh, Dalton Reisner at left guard, and I've got Quinn Miners at right guard. Let's go now. If you can bring in another guy like a Ryan Jensen, your interior all of a sudden just got even better. But I think they're thinking more along the lines of if they do anything, it's not going to be on a tier one interior free agent. Restructuring Graham was kind of their version of that. I think Mr. Lundgren has been reading the website, Chad, because in the previous article that we talked about that I wrote, I have Brandon Scherf and Ryan Jensen in there. So uh, great minds think alike. The thing about Scherf is when he's on the field, he's one of the best uh, right guards. And he'd have to kick over, obviously, to left guard because Quinn Miners holds that down at right guard. But he's one of the best guards in the entire NFL. He's just dominant. But he had a torn, I think it was MCL last season. So you wonder. But that can also work in the Broncos' favor because he wouldn't be that expensive as he would if he was healthy. Uh, Ryan Jensen, I I wrote he played 4,000 snaps, looked into it. 4,000 snaps plus since 2018. Iron Man, like on a Matt Paradis level, pre-Paradis injury, good against uh, run blocking, uh, good in, and, uh, in pass pro as well. Just uh, one of those uh, technique strong, uh, hand heavy kind of guys that can, uh, Mauler type is the word I'm looking for in both areas. I would love to see Jensen in a Broncos uniform. And Chad, if you can put a word in to, to Ryan, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, you go back far enough. Dane's not Swedes. That's how you know. It's Ian Danes. If it's Owen, Swedes. Nathan, any chance we bring back Jano? He's going to be a free agent. There's always a chance, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I think that money can be uh, better spent elsewhere. Not that he's going to cost an arm and a leg, but um, Brown's declined his uh, the option on his deal, so he's a free agent. But Cody Dub, last one, and then we got to go, gang. He says, how much would you have to give up to get Jimmy Garoppolo. If it's not a first rounder, you could draft a first round quarterback and have him work under Jimmy G. Zach, your thoughts. I thought the question said, how much would you give up for Jimmy G? I was ready to do this because I'm not giving up anything. I'm not giving up a conditional seventh round pick in 2033 for Jimmy G. Any other team can have him. The Broncos can do so much better, even if it's a roll of the dice on a Matt Corral or a Malik Willis or a Sam Howell or Carson Strong or Desmond Ritter. I would take all of them before I would trade anything and take on Jimmy G's contract. I do not like that quarterback. He's in the Garner Minshew tier for me. Guys, before we say goodbye for this evening, we have to announce the winner of the February Apple Podcast Swag 5-Star Giveaway. And the winner is none other than Trev Sandell, who gave a eloquent 5-Star review on March 5th saying, MHH, love the pods. I love all the podcasts. Everyone does such a great job of providing Broncos Country and Beyond with a quality service. Thank you for all you guys do. Go Broncos from Trevor Sandell. So Trevor, congratulations. Thank you very much for that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be sending you out a care package, but first we need your deets. So send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll need your address and your t-shirt size. 
Thank you, guys. If Zach's going to remind you, but if you want in on that giveaway each and every month, it's easy. Just go to Apple Podcasts. Even if you're listening every day on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, just pull up Apple Podcasts, find the Huddle Up Pod, leave us a five-star review. Your name goes in the hat for that month. Appreciate you. Yeah, congrats, Trev, and uh, thank you for anyone uh, who's put in a review on Apple Podcasts. But that was the Huddle Up Pod for this Monday evening, March 7th. We are off tomorrow, back on Wednesday, same time, same place. Follow us on Twitter until then at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account for all your Broncos information at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow our producer, Scott Kennedy, at Scout Kennedy, Scout Kennedy on Twitter. If you want a beanie like I'm wearing, beanie like Chad's, or beanie, a hat like Chad's wearing, go to huddleuppod.com. That's our merch store. You get a lot of goodies in there. I swear you have my endorsement on that, huddleuppod.com. Hit that up if you so choose. And facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page, follow that page. Again, please, guys, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to be just like Trev and win some swag each and every month. But if you can't do those things, please take a few seconds and subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Little things go a long ways, guys, in this endeavor, and we appreciate you liking, sharing, viewing, contributing to the conversation. And we have a special place in our hearts for these great supporters on Facebook. Travis Weber, Zach, finishes on top for tonight. Love it. Thank you, Big T. Followed by Jacob Foster, who also threw down. Appreciate that, buddy. T twice. Colby, Andrew Baker, Mike Reno, GLP, George Fox, Phil McLaughlin. Jeremy, Dave Wilder, Jose, Lawrence, much love and respect. Also, to our great Super Chat superstars on YouTube, starting with Sam Bam, Cody Dub. Cody Dub threw down. So did Sam Bam. Multiple supers tonight. Nash the fifth, Kayaka from the top rope, Justin Martin, Ron Dub, legendary. Uh, Nathan, Najal Toff, JJ. We've got Soren, a newer name. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you very, very, very much. We'll see you on Wednesday. And then don't forget tomorrow, another episode of Broncos for Breakfast. And remember, once more, Manscaped, 20% off code MHH. We appreciate you all. Take care. Have a great rest of your Monday. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.